start streaming. So uh, we'll just do it live. Well, well, welcome to Asian Not Asian. We're only one minute late. Um, and largely, yes. what's up? Oh, no, I was just saying yes. <laughs> oh, we're, we're actually, it's not even Asian Not Asian. We're a Asian Hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were being facetious. All right, you, you accidentally branded us as the other podcast that we may or may not be ripping off of i do say that like every time i text you something podcast related it's because i hear about it from fumi where i know, <laughs> like they post on their joint instagram account but they don't know like they don't coordinate and i thought that would be hilarious if we oh. had, like a joint asian hour where we like post some random thing that happens <laughs> Um, oh, it's not even stuff about the podcast. It's just being like, "Hey, I got this at Costco," like stuff. Exactly. Like that. No, I'm like completely <laughs> copying whatever Andy does. I think would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Be fun. Yeah, the, the, the one we're talking about is interesting because, like, well, at least this one we're talking the, about. Like, we're talking about is like, interesting because there's two hosts, and then one you can tell when one of them is posting versus the other is just like very random stream of consciousness story type stuff. Mm -hmm. So that could be it. Who? I are you talking about? Fumi's stream of consciousness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Cash Cuties one. Yeah. Or, I don't, the, the story's interesting because like they just like post about random stuff, but you can tell when it's Steffi versus when it's Fumi. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't follow on Instagram. I'm not. Okay. Hip, okay. So. Oh, yeah, I know that's what you're talking about. All right. See, I only get the podcast content. I don't get anything else. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's just launch right into it. You know. All what, right. what kind of Asian were you this week? <laughs> well, Linus, since you asked, uh, this week I've been a networking Asian. Oh, I feel like you've been a networking Asian for the past month. <laughs> I have been a networking Asian for the last month. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess also because you wanted to, me to talk about how <laughs> my conversations went. I am but... curious. <laughs> so for those that aren't aware, um, I am still unemployed. I, I'm trying not to talk too much about work stuff and job stuff, but it keeps coming up. So here oh, we are. Wait, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Why well, are you still there? All right. Your face froze though. for a little bit. Um, but so, yes, we, we may have been talking about work stuff too much, but that's that's life right now. So I'm, exactly. But, uh, we don't need censorship. <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about our lives, and we don't care about what you think. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, so I've been uh, doing a lot of networking, which... Uh, has been interesting. I forget if we talked about this last week or two, week, two weeks ago, but so essentially I've been, uh, I don't know, it, it's been an interesting journey of kind of like contrasting how networking works with different, like, because like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I think I just like, I see job, like I've just been like messaging a lot of people like, oh, hey, like, you know, uh -huh. so like I networked with Linus the other day and I was like, Linus, like, oh, hey, you should like apply for jobs on here. Like, oh, sure. Can you refer me? And then so like send me a link, blah, 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 apply. And that's how the networking I guess I'm using networking kind of broadly here to just be like leveraging your network to like apply for jobs. Mm. Um, and so with most of the people our age, it's ended up just being like, oh, hey, like you can apply for this. Oh, sure. Cool. Like sometimes it'll be like, oh, hey, I can introduce you to so-and-so. Mm. And that's usually it. Um, although lately, no, I think I... You're I, crafting a narrative. You're crafting uh, it. You're just you're, you're, you're <laughs> oh, branding yeah. yourself as an individual. Yeah. Who you are... Yes. <laughs> in the job environment <laughs> yes although recently i so i started networking i think my networking started branching out recently to include not just people our age but uh but the boomer uncles and aunties as well i love well, actually in this case it's uncles but um 
<laughs> yeah, so like I think I like I was like kind of just making the rounds through the network and being like, oh, who do I like? Uh, I know someone at Cisco. I can look at their jobs, hey, like jobs there. Hey, I get, so I did that for like um, some of the like family friends. Like I know them as like uncle and auntie essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, usually it's pretty quick. Like like oh yeah, I'll refer you. Cool, thanks. Um, but uh-huh. then with them, it was like oh cool, let's schedule a thirty minute Zoom call. I was like, oh. what? Like I'm kind of like, what do I? And like first thought, I'm kind of like, I don't need to do like or like, why do we need to talk this long? <laughs> exactly. But then it's kind of. I don't know. The vibe is like very different for like networking with with boomers because mm. it's just like okay, I know so and so, like I can connect you to them. Oh, I know so and so, I can connect you to them. And so essentially, with this one uh, uncle that I uh, oh, I say uncle, it's family friend um, mm. that I connected to. Like he just kind of like popped me into a live networking session where he just like copied and pasted the same message and like introduced me to like five different people. Like hi, like so and so, I would like uh-huh. to connect you with this. Like. They can help you connect to like what was the wording? He's like, they can help you get set up with the job of your dreams. And I was wow. like, wow, he's That's... selling you the sizzle. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, okay. And then like you know, some of them like don't respond. Some of them, uh-huh. but then like you know, I, I eventually led to like me connecting with the people, a couple people, and calling. And it's very just like I don't know, like oh, tell me what about your. So it's just like, it's a lot more just like I don't know, like tell me about what you're looking for, uh-huh. blah blah blah. And like, okay, I know this person. I could connect you to. Like, yeah. I play tennis with them. They're like an exec here. I know yeah. this. So I feel like there's like a lot more, it might be like both a combination of like, you know, like just being more senior in careers and like, I literally know the person that is like making the decisions and I can just like put your resume in front of them mm-hmm. and like, you know, that will actually get you an interview. Or I had one person like be like, oh, if I refer you, I can guarantee you an interview. I was like, what? That's, that's weird. <laughs> but I like looked through his stuff and I was like, there's only senior roles here. I don't qualify for any of these. Oh, so. Wow. I'm kind of curious if what would happen if I did try to like put my name forward because like I didn't match any of those roles. Oh, I see. But, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. More, yeah. Get you it. Yeah, okay. but so it's a lot more. Um, I don't know. It's a lot more just like oh, I know so and so. Like I can like uh-huh. I play tennis with them. I know their kids. Uh, one that I had that was interesting recently was like, I don't know. He was kind of like oh yeah. So this is the one I was texting you about. Was like, uh-huh. uh, was kind of like. He, he he was like talking to me for a while and like i was like you know i, I was very you know, like because they're my friends i'm just kind of like being very honest like oh you're to be honest like i don't really know what i'm looking for but like i'm keeping it pretty open-ended like Ugh. trying to get back into software blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then like he didn't say like that's not good enough but he was like from his end he was kind of like it's like okay like but like if i'm gonna refer you i need to know that you're like pa- like i need to be able to like sell you and i need to like tell them why like you're so passionate about Mm-hmm. xyz and like that you're not just gonna like take the software job and like leave leave in a year and like you know you, it's not just another step for you and i'm kind of like in my mind i'm like but what if it is just another step for me I see, <laughs> but like I see. so like, i didn't say that like that but i was kind of like interesting because it was like um wait is it that is it considered privileged to know people can get you these job interviews yeah yes yeah it is um but you know i'm lucky enough to leverage network <laughs> mm-hmm. but but yeah so it was interesting to him um because he, he, the implication, like, he didn't say it outright, but he's, like, the implication was, like, you need to, like, Crap. have a better narrative around, like, how passionate you are and how, like, how, like, you know, this is your passion, blah, blah, blah. It's not just another step in the career. I'm going to stick around. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but in my mind, I'm just, like, but I am just looking for another job. <laughs> and I am I'm maybe. on the podcast, dude. You're in the thick of it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Like I was like, is it wrong if I'm just in it for the money? But the uh, interviewers uh, are gonna find you, and they're gonna be like, so tell me about seven yeah. minutes. In. 
Yeah, I don't know. So it was a little hardcore, but like, and then he's kind of like, oh, like, like you should like hear like, uh-huh. like okay. I was like, here's some open job postings. Like these ones, I'd be interested in. He's like, okay, well, like I think you need to tailor your your resume for this. Like here's here's a 30 minute TED talk by the founder who I know personally. You should watch that, and that'll help you know how to per- how to tailor your resume. I'm like, like I don't know, <laughs> like that's too much work, man. <laughs> so I just like. I just made a little couple little changes like here's my resume and then he didn't say anything yet but I was like interesting <laughs> wow I feel but, like you're like all over the place now you're like you're, you're going through the you're going through the ringer I guess you're talking to everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah it is inter- I mean I don't know job searching is a bit of an exhausting thing uh-huh. where it's a little bit of like you know you kind of feel like you're at everyone's whim yeah you're having totally to get your- so I think I've been like I was maybe in a bit of a darker place when I was Oh, I, I think since then I've kind of maybe relaxed a little bit more. Like, I just need to take this at my own pace. But oh yeah, it can be a little tiring, right? Um, but I think, like, that conversation was interesting because I'm like, I don't know. It was, like, very much the narrative of, like, you have to, like, sell yourself as, like, being super passionate and this and this and that. Um, but you also have, a, like, a pretty wide gambit of, like, um, a, like, you know, I had a different to- uh, talk with, like, some other guy today who, like, who I hadn't met before. He was, like, a little bit younger. And it kind of ended up more just like, I don't know, almost like a therapy session of just like, oh, well, tell me what you're interested in. And then I was like, oh, like, I'm still figuring out blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, well, why are you interested in that? Like, okay, like, what would make? And it was just like, that's all we talked about. And I was like, oh, this is like, feels more like just talking to like, I don't know, someone who's just like, yeah, just getting So, mm-hmm. and then like, I don't know, you kind of end up with, and then some of them are kind of in between where it's like, I don't know, I'm just kind of like, hey, I don't like, because lately I've been like looking more into non-software roles that are like. Oh, that's what my yeah. question was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't need to go hold on, but like essentially, like, um, I mean, I don't know if that's interesting to talk about, but oh, I yeah, mean, there's, there's other ones where I'm just like kind of I'm like to be honest, I don't know much about this field, but uh-huh. I realize my resume is like good for X Y Z. I think it's like, the vibes like, uh, too. Like, yeah. you can have a really bad role and be like, like okay, for for example, I like my company now. Like my company is great. Two thumbs up. My last company, great role, but bad vibes. Mm, yeah. Right? Manager gave me bad vibes and it was like all off. And I was just like, like, I remember when I was interviewing at Vistar, I almost like, not cried, but I was just like really long sigh where I was just like, they're like, so why do you want to leave this company? And I was like, well, I just don't really belong at like medical. Oh. And like I could tell the recruiter was like totally like, oh, he he's like not happy where he is right now. Oh, oh and, no. But then Vicky was just like, yeah, like you're just a fresh breath of air when we interviewed you. Like everyone else mm. was coming in with like, I want four hundred thousand dollars. Blah blah blah. I'm I'm saying something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the average technical writing salary. Mm. So yeah i I don't yeah. know sometimes it's just the vibes i was like swimming today and i was thinking about it i was like i'm actually kind of glad i managed to dip on my old company like my old boss forced me out and yeah. now i'm at this new company because it was like fortuitous timing where i think everyone else was also kind of miserable there too mm-hmm. but yeah. like because i was the first one to leave i had an opportunity to like poke around more <laughs> yeah so. yeah actually, there's actually I'm reading the comments. This one's actually interesting. Yes, it is wrong if you're only in it for the money, especially if you're already mentally not in a happy state. If you don't want the role, just lie and don't lie and be honest. To be honest, that that's an interesting. So I, I actually I would push back on that uh-huh. because well, and I was talking to my girlfriend um, about this who's a software engineer, and and maybe it's just different in like Silicon Valley versus not, but like there is a certain level of BSing 
that happens to me, in my opinion, in every industry. And so she, she, I guess what Kat was talking about was like, yeah, well, I guess kind of what I'm running up against is like kind of like all these very different philosophies when I'm talking to all these different people. Um, and the interesting one with Kat was like, she was kind of like, oh yeah, like when I was talking to all my coworkers, like, you know, like we all talked about in the interviews, like how passionate we are about blah, blah, blah and how we want to like build, solve interesting problems. But like, really we're all like, you know, we're all here just cause like, it's like a productivity software. Like we're not like, we don't have any illusions about changing the world. We're just here like, cause it's a good job. We make a lot of money. Right. But then all of them have also gone through this process of like knowing in the interview process that they need to like portray themselves a different way. So I don't know. It, it is interesting to see like, there's a very like variations in like how much people buy into that ethos of like, you have to be passionate about like, cause like some people are genuinely very like, I care about this, whether it's the impact or my skills or like what I'm doing on day to day, other people less so, but I personally don't think there's anything wrong just with doing a job just for the money. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. been on blind? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot more like what people are a lot more negative on blind. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like this, like, I feel like you're putting it delicately, but this was the top post from yesterday. I'm going to just put it on my screen. It was yeah. a company where you can do no work and make more than 200k. <laughs> Working too hard at Amazon right now. Looking to yeah, chill. Yeah. <laughs> My work-life balance expectations are below 20 hours a week. <laughs> like yeah, this yeah. person just straight up says, "Like this is my impression of it." <laughs> wait, wait, can you read it? I'm, I'm trying to pull. Okay, I think I'm a little delayed on. Um, I don't know. You only make your. I don't. Know. I mean, I I think it's okay to like to do a job just for the money. I don't think you have to be, I'm talking to chat right now. I, yeah. I think, I think you like one, I guess this kind of goes against uh, what your friend, like what mm-hmm. Tony was saying earlier too, but yeah, like people do jobs for different reasons. Like I think it's okay to do a job just for the money. Like you, you get your work, like, you know, you can work hard, you get your stuff done. If that's your motivation, like that's okay. In my opinion. So speaking of, <laughs> oh, actually you have to ask me the question, Nathaniel. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. I can't. Anyways, <laughs> then you will be sad. Well, well, some people, I don't know, if you ask everyone in life who, who I'm sure there are a lot of people in life who do a job just for the money and aren't sad, so. I like I it. Ooh, this is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that being said, I might be sad. Like, I might actually not be one of those people because I think I was reflecting that I might need to <laughs> have a job that I'm more passionate about. Yeah. But I, I, I disagree that that's true for everyone. Anyways. Linus, what kind of Asian have you been the last two weeks? Ooh. Um, I have been... Oh, are you are you getting kicked out? I don't know. I just... This, my, my girlfriend just got home. Oh, I see. She's like, I can't interrupt the podcast. Um, What kind of Asian have I been this week? I have been... Not corporate Asian. I've been... So when you say, like, I'm... I'm like networking asian or something like that i've been like the follow-up on friendships relationship asian like so you know how you're talking about like some guy messaging someone on linkedin and then making a connection right i think there's a lot of groundwork that has to happen even before like some of that stuff where if you message a coworker out of the blue you have to like kind of ask him hey how's life been you know (laughs) or like what's up with this um so I was talking to Logan, who was my, like, Viva Connect, and he was, like, my homie from, um, 
like you know back when i worked at viva with logan and we we're just chatting and he's like i wrote two novels in the past two years and i was like hold up what? <laughs> like that is sick and he was like he's like shopping around and hoping that someone picks it up for like like to sell as like a publishing thing and i was like reflecting like oh this is why i liked you like you're cool <laughs> and you were doing stuff yeah yeah so it's weird because sometimes you're like the network is like I don't know if you ever had this experience, but whenever you go to a wedding and you meet someone that's friends with the person that's getting married, you're like, oh, I understand why you guys are friends. Like, I get along yeah. with you, too. <laughs> so I was kind of reigniting some old friendships. Oh, um, except it was more like, I, I remember why we are friends. Exactly. Like, yeah. not just in a business context, but more of like, uh, <laughs> what creative thing have you been doing recently? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Wait, then, then why was, were you reaching uh-huh. person initially? Nice. What was that? Oh, why, why were you reaching out to this person initially? Oh, because you applied to Viva, and I was like, oh. Oh, can you shout him out? But I was also oh, looking on oh. blind about Viva, and Viva apparently just rejects people left and right. So yeah, yeah. I think I already got rejected really quickly, but yeah. but I still appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of salty about it, actually. Drug. <laughs> Going on blind has really skewed my perspective. I've been like kind of poking around for like a new forum to like source like source hot takes like i used to go on reddit don't go on reddit anymore i used to go on hacker news hacker news is kind of lame like everyone just complains about stuff so i went to blind because i thought it'd be better but that's even worse like everyone complains real hard on blind yeah the non-animate the anonymity <laughs> yeah anonymity oh my gosh like anyways they were just talking about how like viva systems was they mm. won't like hire fang people because fang people will like switch jobs too quickly and i was like i've never heard this take before but it kind of makes sense (laughs) i have heard that take of like not wanting to hire someone because you think they're overqualified yeah yeah i think it's also like well anyways so (laughs) speaking of hustle asian though one of my uh so i'm like in a mentorship program at the university of minnesota and we i was like helping her interview for an internship position for a product design role like next week or something like that it was like my mentee and i was like chatting with her about it on like friday and it was kind of cute like she was like interviewing and she was real nervous and i was just trying to gas her up so this is like my corporate asian where i was like you're gonna kill it like you already prepared you have all this stuff i was just trying to like you know boost her ego a little bit um and then we had like the mentorship like complete ceremony thing and then i was chatting with all these other technical writers and I was like, oh, this is what networking is. Like, <laughs> we were all talking about our mentees, but all the mentors are like, you know, at Medtronic as a technical writer in a certain mm-hmm. position. And they were talking about literally what you were talking about, where they were like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we had this mentee and then we made a connection. And, you know, like, it takes time for that stuff to happen. And that person got informational interviews with five people. <laughs> And like, you know, like this entire process of like, what, what, what's an informational interview? Just like, hi, what's your name? Like, I'd love to know more about what you do. Is that a, I think so. It's like, I don't really know what I want to do in my career, but I'm in a technical writing role. And I wanted to ask you like, what is your day to day? Like, do you have any thoughts? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was like, kind of like chatting about that. And then there was a classmate that I took 3562W with, which is called Writing with Digital Technologies about eight years ago. And I was like, I recognize that name because she was like Mm. chatting about it in the group chat. So Mm. I messaged her later on LinkedIn. And I was like, yo, 
do you remember me? (laughs) (laughs) But like also the asterisk here, and this is the big development that happened literally four hours ago, is that my manager opened up an internship spot for the technical writing department, which is just me. So I get to have an intern. (laughs) So now I'm like trying to figure out how to source an intern. (laughs) Are you going to source it or is it just like they're just going to... Like have applications roll in and you are you are, are you the one choosing or or what? I I, I mean there's only one technical writer. <laughs> oh, so you you get to make the hiring decision though. Yeah, I think there is oh. going to be like the hiring manager. Like there's going to be an interview process. Like you, you can't just yeah, be yeah, interview yeah. me and that's it, right? You're but just... Nathaniel, <laughs> <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> how, how much does this role pay? Perchance? Oh, it's not going to pay that much. <laughs> But you know, I forgot to tell you how passionate I am about technical writing <laughs> <laughs> and how excited I am to learn. I mean, I did think about you. Like, you could totally throw your name in the hat. I think it would be hilarious. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> that would be, be a pretty hilarious way to. End I, know, up right? as... I just so hear this go from uh, this to being a technical writer intern. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they do. I mean, this is last year's program. So I don't really know like what's going to happen this year. Um, but it was like kind of weird program anyways. Because like we don't have anyone in the office. Like so being an intern, they wanted you to be in New York. But they only like kept you around for like three days of the week or something like that. Like the vibe was <laughs> like we don't want you full time because, you know, you're not going to do anything Monday and Friday anyways. <laughs> so it's like a three so day just- a week summer internship. So they'd just be sitting in the corner of the New York office, not talking to anyone in person and Zooming with you. And <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I figure out on April 4th, like what is actually is happening. But okay. I was like, dude, if I had this opportunity when I was in college, I would have milked it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You get a free trip, not a free trip, but you, you get a trip to like New York. You have mm-hmm. work from the New York office and you get an extra two days off. Yeah. I mean, it is a kind of interesting thing being in this, like, kind of, like, support, or, because I feel like it kind of, like, people kind of, or depending on who you are, like, people like helping out, I mm-hmm. guess, like, because, like, being in all these calls, like, I don't really know what I'm getting into when I jump into them, mm-hmm. but it's, like, the people I talk to are, like, you know, or at least, you know, they're people I know, or people are in my network, and they're, like, more willing to help than I realize, right? Oh, yeah. and, and I think they get some enjoyment out of it, too. And, like, I've been on the other end of that a lot where, like, all these, Stan- you know, like, Stanford students would want to, like, talk to me when I was at Street Code and be like, I just want to interview you for a project I'm doing or something like uh-huh. that. So, it is interesting that, like, people, like, I don't know, enjoy- or I, I, I was kind of coming to these a lot of conversations just, like, not having any idea what to expect. So, mm-hmm. and then some of them end up very different. We're, like, we're literally scrolling through my LinkedIn and figuring out, like, how I can help you get a job. And other of them are just, like tell me about your like you know uh-huh. we're just talking about life uh yeah but, i yeah. That, that was what we were talking about yesterday like this was during the like mentor meetup thing we were just chatting about like yeah we're yeah. trying to figure out what's the best way to help someone you know yeah yeah and i i feel like you're the type of person who would like i don't know i feel like you'd enjoy having an intern and you'd be like a good person to have an intern oh well, if yes. you put your name in the hat, you could be my intern, Nathaniel. <laughs> That'd be a wild career pivot. <laughs> it would be that wild. <laughs> still young enough to make that pivot. Uh, yeah, it would just be random. <laughs> it would be a little random. I was trying to pitch it to Rena. I was like, get, take it, take it, take it. Wait, wait, wait like, how much, how much uh, nepotism power do you have? I, I, 
I bet you it's zero. Like, <laughs> like if I'm like, I'm going to just hand in a blank resume and say, get me the job, Linus. How, how would you be able, I don't know would you be able to get the job? <laughs> Lynn had an intern last summer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, this is the, I feel like we're in the character arc where we're at the point in our career where we're starting to have interns. Yeah, yeah. And did then you like soon- your intern, Lynn? Or did your... Did you, that's my biggest worry actually is like i end up making a bet on someone and then i just get sandbagged for like three months oh wait what do you mean by sandbagged because like i have two projects where i'm like i know i need help on this and i think mm. it'd be nice to have someone to help out with this so uh, okay. like i think it's like a degree of like my manager trusts me enough to like let me have an intern right <laughs> So yeah, yeah. the fact that I have an intern means that I should be able to like, like at the end of the day, an intern isn't really supposed to like solve all of the company's problems. Mm-hmm. They're like very targeted and concrete jobs that they need to do. But yeah. like even last year we hired a product intern and they just didn't show up. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, we gave them an offer letter. Won. Sorry. What was that? So they, they, they accepted the offer yeah blah blah and then they just like day one no and they're just like gone yeah they just ghosted oh. interesting I, that happens i know so <laughs> i'm like oh man i better hire someone that like at least i can kind of vibe out appropriately interesting okay. how did you find them were you like just chatting around or did they apply for the job um I, that's that's also been my general impression is like Honestly, most of the kids that show up like for an internship program specifically are just like wide-eyed, just excited to be there. They're like, "We get paid for this type of thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, funny that enough, was- uh, I, I, I actually, my second internship I ever did was uh, at Lynn's company. Oh, Chag. at Chegg. Yeah, they actually have a pretty good internship program. It, it was very well. It was like very like there was a lot of interns, so it was like very like apology, if that oh, makes sense. I see. Like, it was like a very like you know like oh like the interns you know mm. kind of like I remember I ended up at like a party with, yeah. with with like all the interns and it was kind of like I don't know there was like people that were like oh I think this intern has a crush on this intern and I'm like ooh stuff like that <laughs> it's like Pokemon <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's your intern doing <laughs> yeah yeah and then and then uh I don't know there was like this one full time employee who was like trying really hard to be friends with all the interns and he was just like. I don't know. It was, it was it was like a little weird, but like I mean, he was nice, but he was just like like so, guys. If any of you guys have any startup ideas, just let me know. I can help you. And I was like, you sound like you really want us to have a startup idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, have you have you hung out with Gen Z lately, or do you feel like you're <laughs> <laughs> like have I hung out with Gen Z lately? Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, I had an intern back in the day at Street Code. Oh, come on. That's not... Uh, I guess that is Gen Z. But I feel like post-COVID Gen Z is also a little different. Yeah, yeah. But I also never met her in person because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I guess we have... Oh, it was interesting. Like, so... Me, well, for those who don't know, Line, Line, I used to work at a nonprofit Street Code. Linus used to volunteer. I went to Street Code's one of Street Code's events recently. Uh-huh. And then they... Uh, it was funny because I got to see a lot of the old students that uh-huh. like, but like I haven't seen them since COVID, right? So um, we saw like Matt, Max is like in like college now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he's studying CS at Berkeley. 
So we saw oh. Max. Hey, maybe I should get him as my intern. That'd be fine. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's like, well, but I think he'd want to do CS, but, but I mean, like, he'd be a good intern. CS. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but then the one was like, we saw, um, you, you remember what, Brian? Uh-huh. So there's this kid that's like, I think he was like eight when we started teaching him. Yeah. And then over COVID, he hit puberty. So oh. I haven't seen him since he was like a little, like, you know, yeah. he's, he's also like a genius, but like, uh, but like, so he's like this little, like, you know, uh-huh. kid that's like, like doing all, like really like, yeah, he like, I describe him as a squirt. He's like, very, he's like very cute, very smart. Uh-huh. Like, um, but like, I hadn't seen him for the last two years because of COVID and I saw him and now he's like as tall as me. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. like, also, do you see Brian? That's, I was like, that's Brian. And he's like, he's like this kid. that's like as tall as me. And I'm like, like, yo, is it, like, Brian, is that you? And he's like, hey, what's up, Nathaniel? I was like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Dude, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I don't know, he's like in eighth grade now, but oh my god, I, I he hasn't he hasn't changed much personality wise. I feel like because uh-huh. like I feel like a lot of kids when they hit puberty, like they're like suddenly like they they won't look you in the eyes anymore, and like yeah. they're just like oh, like. But like he still seemed the same. He has that personality wise. <laughs> yeah, where he's still like I don't know. He's still like kind of like puppy dog energy, mm. but then he was just like it was like in the body of like this kid who's like now as tall as me and like. Uh-huh has like a voice deeper than mine i was just like I was, it was very disorienting <laughs> that's hilarious oh my gosh that's cool now now i'm like thinking about like max and brian i'm like like it's it's so the reason why i asked like have you hung out with gen z lately is like i feel like i've been surrounded by gen z lately yeah oh and, and what's kind like, feeling out the vibes of like this is an entirely different generation than me mm. or yeah. am i gen z and i'm amongst my people now <laughs> <laughs> you're just a young heart am i a young guy at heart um yeah yeah lynn saw yakimi in january that's pretty cool like yeah, yeah. i see jewels show up on my facebook every now and then oh, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wait, wait, wait in what, what context have you been running into gen z uh so two contexts one is I had to help practice interview um, with mm-hmm. Karina for like that tech writing thing and just kind of like understanding her perspective on things and like Who's Karina? she's like my mentee. So there's okay. the technical communicators advisory board, which I'm part of, or at least okay. like whatever. And then we are assigned a mentee that we have to chat with. So she's a senior in college right now and she's like okay. ready to enter into her career. Mm-hmm. So like kind of chatting with her and seeing like, what her perspective on life is and things like that. Like she's just really nervous about everything, which mm-hmm. I think is like characteristic of Gen Z in some ways. Um, and then Rena had the national collegiate synchronized swimming competition in Chicago, which happened this past weekend. So we flew to Chicago and Rena's off coaching and like the, the swimmers would like come back and hang out with me and one of the swimmers moms <laughs> So okay. we just sit there and like shoot the shit for like four hours. Nice. And I was just like, wow, they're not that different, but the energy they bring onto the table is like very like yeah. eager to share with you. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Like they were telling yeah. me about their dorm and I was oh. like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just kind of like feeling out the vibe. I was like, this is fun. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, I was talking to, some, uh, um, or sorry, I was, I was talking to some teachers recently, and they were talking about like their students, and um, it's interesting now because it's like there, there's like a generation of students who just like 
had COVID, you know, did remote education for two plus years. Mm. And then now they're like suddenly back in school again. And they're talking about how, I don't know, it's like they feel like very like socially different where it's like they just like haven't been able to develop socially in the same way. And then like, I don't know that he's just like, oh, like, oh yeah, they're on their phones a lot more. They're this way. That was, I mean, I don't know how much of it is just like us projecting as like older people on like, oh, like the new generations. But then like, I don't know, it was interesting kind of thinking about like how different that, like, you know, like, I don't know. I think, he, I think their, their implication was just kind of like them being like less, like a lot different socially because they've like, I don't know, had like these two years taken away from like, and just being in front of the screen all the time. Yeah, that's why I'm like trying to figure out the vibes. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it's not like you don't know how to interact with them, but it's just like, I, I do feel like the, like, I don't know how to phrase it. The in person interaction helps because it's like Mm -hmm. easier to understand, like, oh, they look at you in the eyes or they're like really shy and they just don't want to talk to you at all. Yeah. Like, we had like a really boomer response where, there was a lady that was helping mentor this girl and like the girl showed up on the zoom call and all the boomers had their video on and they had like the virtual background and everything but the girl didn't even have her video on and the lady was like rachel like your camera's not on she never turned on her camera Oh, no. I could tell like, the social pressure was there. It was like yeah. our perceived etiquette in video calls is to have a camera. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, <laughs> well, she didn't say that, but it was just like kind of funny. Oh, okay, I thought she said, okay, okay. No, no, no. Where I think there is like all this like missing nuance that happens where mm-hmm. like, like, you know, like if you text a sm- back in my day when I was in high school, if you text a smiley face with a winky face, it was supposed to be more sus than like a regular smiley face with like colons. Yeah, and I feel like this is just the extension of it with Zoom etiquette, where it's just like, like I'm saying something. Do I actually expect people to listen to me, or should I actually like follow up later? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's me figuring out Gen Z right now. I'm I'm going through that process. Yeah. This feels like, um, I remember like when we were younger, there'd always be like all these clips of like boomers discussing millennials and you're like, and it's like people, you see millennials grew up being told that they were special and like, and then like, we'd all just like watch it and be like, whatever, whatever. (laughs) You're like slightly annoying. I wonder if that's us right now. (laughs) I I guarantee you that's us. That's why we need a special guest star. That's Gen Z. Hit up our old students and yeah. hit up Max or Nelson or something. Okay, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I did ghost. I guess my, my equivalent of that is like because I, I like we had Nelson. I, I worked with well, Nelson was my old student, and then he also worked for Street Code for a bit. Yeah. So I just remember he'd like text me these things, and I was like, like learning the slang. You know, I was just like, I like, like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And he'd be like, bet. And I'm like, what is that? Ah, uh, so now I know what. Bet. <laughs> but do you feel like you've been? Okay, I'm going to call you out a little, Nathaniel. Um, so I think there is lingo, and there are people who get it and people who don't get it. Do, do you feel like you're a person that get, got it? No, well, I mean, I, I didn't, but well, I mean, that that was like him catching me up, you know? Mm. I, I mean, I'm probably someone who's like not on top of it in general that much, but <laughs> that's just like, I feel like that's like the cliched sort of like, what what are they saying? Like, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. I, I do feel like video game i was talking to arena about this but i feel like video game proximity increases like likelihood of interacting with like gen z vernacular Mm -hmm. i'm using all these vocabulary words um 
where I was playing um, League with Nate recently, and he mm. was telling me how he like ended up in a Valorant game with like this kid. Essentially, okay. <laughs> the kid added him on League at Valorant afterwards, and he was like, "It's just a bunch of young people." <laughs> <laughs> was he like on voice chat with them? Yeah, exactly. He was on oh, voice interesting. chat. Wait, so next thing I know, he's like in like a. <laughs> <laughs> like in a queue with like all these like high schoolers or something that's what i'm saying is like i think video games keeps you young <laughs> or is it weird you know <laughs> maybe it's weird yeah because like a week later he's like yeah i never i never hug out with them again <laughs> yeah so, yeah i don't know it is interesting because like i guess i'm con- contrasting like in the networking conversations i've had like i think all of them were like kind of like i don't know uncle age where like they're all my my parents age up to, and then like you know what there's like there's like a certain level of like oh yeah like i'm talking to you you're helping me out mm-hmm. the one guy i talked to today i think he's like somewhere in between where I, my guess is he's probably like in his i don't know 40s or so mm-hmm. like because he was like the uncle that introduced us was kind of like oh yeah like i was like a kid in his like youth group essentially oh so probably and uh-huh. i don't know he was different and then talking to him was like very different vibe because it was like he still felt like an older kind of like whatever, but like he felt more like I was like talking, more like I was talking to a peer, but not quite. I don't know. Or like the vibes were different. It was like the vibes were more like talking to like, I don't know, like someone like leading one of our church groups or something. <laughs> I was just like, oh, interesting. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I was kind of, I mean, that might just be indexing on one person, but I was like, oh, like, no, that's oh, like, fair. Very I different energy. That- yeah, like I have coworkers that are like, I don't hate to, I hate to be like ageist in certain ways, but like, like I had a coworker Kevin who was, like, coming from being like a car mechanic, and then he decided to make a pivot into the tech career, right? Okay. So he was like very clear that he knew what he wanted out of his tech job. Like, yeah. if we got to go to China, he would also go to Taiwan, Vietnam, and some other Asian mm-hmm. country as well. Like. He, like, knew what he wanted, but he also knew how to, like, deliver on a certain level. Like, he was like, this is not going well. We got to figure out a different plan for this or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, like, kind of looked up to him. It, his yeah. name in um, League of Legends is called Dilo, which means older brother in Cantonese. Aww. So he was older than me in Cantonese. So I would always, like, ask him questions and stuff. And I was always like, oh, it's nice to have, like, someone that's older in your career that's not too much older. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. feel out the vibes. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's also different, right? Like, that, like, generationally, like, there's people who've been through the tech industry, through the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. people like my brother, who's, like, four or five years older than me, where mm-hmm. I feel like he graduated 2013. So the tech was, like, just starting to, like, go up. And like my yeah. dad has like this perspective of like, oh yeah, it's always cyclical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, not talking like, my dad is very. Uh-huh. Or talking to my dad about this has been interesting because he's like, it's like because I'm like kind of like complaining a little bit about yeah. how it's like hard. He's like, it's like Nathaniel, this is nothing like the dot com boom. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that that's been like a lot of like. But is that old people's perspective, dude? Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like objectively that like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just the numbers will back up that the dot-com bust is worse than what's happening right now. I guess so. But it yeah. feels so much more real for us, Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you're, you're the one that's still working. <laughs> that's true. Um, no, I mean, yeah, that is fair. Like, I, I, I can empathize only so much, I guess. Like, I don't know how to phrase it. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I do think, like, 
so I've been on LinkedIn more lately because I kind of just browsing around. Um, and like, you know, people that I kind of tangentially know have also like been talking about like their job hunting experiences mm. and like just how oh, tough yeah. it is out there. Yeah. LinkedIn's a little hard to go on sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do feel like I do have empathy where it's just like, wow, like it's a bloodbath out there. And yeah. I feel like, well, I think, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Sorry. Can, can you go? Yeah. Like, I feel like the dot-com era, it was like text kind of like a new thing and people weren't uh-huh. like, throwing their entire life into it. Maybe. I, I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. live in the dot-com era. But now I feel like a lot of people who really thought this was their golden ticket had it like almost taken away and they're like really emotional about it yeah so i don't know yeah i I do think linkedin kind of magnifies that a bit because it's like i don't know linkedin's a weird place man i think we talked about this but like it's kind of like a lot of people tell you to like keep posting on linkedin for visibility yeah so it's like what do you post on linkedin like i don't know just post on linkedin (laughs) so i think that's there's a bit of that and i think like people are like I think like people are like more inclined to like, so the people are just like, I'm just going to throw myself out there and like, in hopes that like someone will be like, I don't know, like I'm in a bad situation, hopes that like this gets picked up and someone helps me. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, over LinkedIn, it's kind of like people like feel bad for you. They want to help you out. So like, and everyone ends up like resharing like the same posts of people that are like in a really bad state. Yeah. And, and like, you know, that I guess they should. Right. Cause it's like, those are people like, you know, they need help. Like people want to help out. And, like, I have seen the positive effects of LinkedIn. But then I think that results in the news feed being, like, all, like, people who have reshared, like, like 100 interviews. Like, yeah. they, like 10, like, or, like, you know, like, thousands of applications. Like, a couple interviews. Been ghosted by blah, blah, blah recruiters. Like, still no job. Like, you know, like, interview, job seeking is hard, but I'm not going to give up. Or, like, or someone being like, oh, I had to, like, you know, like, I'm, like, not going to be able to pay rent. And, like, so, like, I think because of all that... Like, you know, people are sharing that, like, that gets magnified to the top. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It is a little stressful to read. <laughs> that's but, fair. Yeah. Um, that, that's been related funny. to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think, I don't know if I should say his name, but don't there's someone it. that we both know. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> but, uh, there's, someone, there's someone that we both know that I found out recently. Oh, wait, did I talk to you about this? Is, a, is like a kind of like LinkedIn hustle influencer. No, you uh, never talked to me about this. But that and is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here, let me. Okay, I'll 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 tell you his name later. Okay. But let me just pull up some of his posts and read because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I have been thinking about this. Where we do need to up the censorship on this podcast until you. Have oh yeah, a stable stop doxing everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just gonna read these without saying his or her name. Yeah. <laughs> we also have 20 okay. minutes after this, so we can go off the uh, the hustle podcast, and we can go on to the. What Asian food have you eaten podcast? Let me just read one of these. Uh, Okay. After college, I dreamed of creating an online business. To make that dream reality, I knew I'd have to do the following. Number one, change my routine. I knew this wouldn't happen overnight, but I was highly motivated. To make my dream reality, I'd focus on myself first. And, like, these are all, like, line spaced after, like, you know, one line breaks. And That's amazing. Like, so you have to click. So I moved to the one place I knew I could double down on my routine, my parents' house. It was quiet. There wasn't, weren't any distractions, and there was a gym in the garage. I had everything I needed to build a rock-solid routine. Number two, make sacrifices. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I work seven days a week on my business, and this dedication has laid the foundation for my company. Like, oh but my without God. pain, there's no gain. Like, number three, envision my future self. Even though I knew I didn't want to work a regular nine-to-five but I needed to dig deeper. I asked, what is my ideal future? And blah, 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 blah. So. What a hustler. 
<laughs> but he, he he has a YouTube channel, and then like it's all like I don't know, it's all stuff like um, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> to me it's kind of cringe. I mean, I don't I no judge to people who like this kind of stuff, but it's like like five tips that made me a millionaire before age thirty, like those kind of that kind of stuff. Well, props to him. I guess. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. like. I feel like Josh has some facet of that, but it's like <laughs> his dream in some ways where he was like i mm. want how to save money on paying rent don't pay rent how um, to save money <laughs> yeah where i feel like i was actually talking to rena about this too but there's this interesting like concept of authenticity where like there's so many like things that are like so perfect and polished like i did these five things i worked seven days that there's no like messiness to it and rena was talking about how like there's some interesting like i think it's some instagram influencer that was talking about how like people are now messier in life and they're like mm. trying to make that more normal because they're like you know this is more authentic than what you present on youtube right like it's a mm. reaction to the hustle influencers yeah like yeah it is interesting that like everything's so or like everyone's online image is so curated right but then it's also like even like the the thought of being messier and more authentic is also still a curated choice and so it's like everything whereas i feel like in the past like i don't know i feel like the golden days of social media for me was like when facebook first came out and we just posted shit like just got back home from school lol like that that was (laughs) that was that was the golden days to me like no no filter no whatever you're just like everyone's just going wild you know <laughs> i agree i i 100 agree and that's why i'm a boomer <laughs> that's why I'm a boomer. all right we're no longer gen z we're boomers yeah i, I don't know i think gen z is also kind of boomer though like <laughs> <laughs> all bo- uh, everyone is boomer that's i know the at the end of the all day we're all just grumpy old people that want like, <laughs> kids off their lawns yeah oh. I'm, I'm reading Three books that made me a millionaire by 20, age 24. Six millionaire skills I wish I knew at 18. I quit alcohol for 365 days. Here's what I learned. How I manage my time as a 27-year-old CEO. <laughs> okay. I have opinions. <laughs> Not big opinions. They're small opinions, but they're opinions nonetheless. Lo-Fi Vova, I'm pretty sure, is just bust. Okay? Oh. Oh no! Not majorly fuss. Like I think we're gonna revive like a phoenix, and next year we're gonna tackle it, renewed okay. with the strength of the Y comment. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but like being a CEO isn't hard. Having a successful business <laughs> is hard, and I think like the nuance there is like you can work seven days. You can do as much as you can, and like mm-hmm. possibly in order to make something succeed. But, like, sometimes a farmer's market decides they don't want you, and you're like, oh, shit, like, what's next, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I feel like all this hustle influencer, like, stuff promises you, like, this mm-hmm. idea of a perfect path when you should just, like, instead of, like, going through that perfect path and, like, looking for these prescriptive things is just, like, actually, like, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it better, but, like... Running a business is hard, <laughs> and I feel what? like they make you it look like, so you can't easy. Can't guarantee success through hard work, Linus. What? <laughs> like I, low key. The more I think about it, the more I think like that there might have been like some facet of 
like these kids are young and we don't want like young people in our market because like like I, I I sent an email to her. She responded with like there are no positions available. You can do like a pop up shop, right? But like it was like very clear that she was not even interested in having us at the farmers market anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I was kind of like emailing around slash poking around for all these other things, and like logistically, it just becomes really difficult to actually set up a stand mm-hmm. so late in the game because they rejected yeah. us, and then we haven't like gone back into the application process. So now we're like mm-hmm. second tier choices for every other farmers market. Oh, oh no. Um, and I was just thinking about that. I was like. They, they never talk about this in hustle TikTok, you know, like <laughs> what to do when you get rejected by the first farmer's market because of non like oh, non-relevant oh. reasons. Yeah. And I'm like, like you can always like guilt trip yourself about it too, where you're like, maybe I should have showed up 15 minutes earlier, you know, mm-hmm. like, should I have talked to her more? Fa- like, so I, I don't know. Long story oh, short yeah. is I, I don't like how everyone has like these perspectives of like this is the path to like how you get there and I'm, like, yeah I, you know it, it's kind of i spent like all day yesterday trying to figure out licensing <laughs> so i'm a little are salty. you saying that you no longer believe in capitalism no. <laughs> it's not that i no longer i actually no, I was, i'm messing with you but <laughs> i was actually also thinking about capitalism today where i was like at Costco, and I bought $150 worth of stuff, and I was like, I understand why capitalism exists, because <laughs> spending money is so fun. <laughs> no, comrade, come back. I know. It was, oh my yes. gosh. Like, I was kind of, like, not grumpy. I, I had a lot of work yesterday, and I was, like, kind of feeling down. So I was like, oh, I need to make a Costco trip. Like... Going to Costco is like an errand, right? It shouldn't cheer you up. But afterwards, I was so gassed. I was like, "This is why we're yeah." I, I going to Costco is is like you know, it's like the amusement park for us. I don't know, <laughs> dude. I was like living the dream. Although I had all the food today, and I was like for dinner, like we were kind of like made a quick dinner, and I like ate some of the stuff I bought, and I was like, it's not as good as the vision was. <laughs> But yeah. um, we, me and Kat did have well because our, our power went out for two days recently, mm-hmm. so it was kind of sad because we had to like throw out all this like all the stuff we had in the freeze in the fridge. So like I was like, oh, we're wasting all this money on stuff we bought from Costco, blah blah blah. But then in the back of my mind, I was also like, now we can go to Costco again. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to go to Costco. I like so. it. No, I I completely agree. Like, it's such a good deal too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been shopping at this, like, grocery store that's, like, right down the street called Kowalski's, and, like, that is an expensive grocery store. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I think I might have walked by that through that one when I visited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was... <laughs> like, even in Minnesota, where it's supposed to be cheaper, like, it's the same price as California prices, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I like the vibe there. I like that they have, like, prepackaged food. Like, they have, like, pico de gallo that's, like, made fresh, and then they, like, put mm-hmm. it... And it's actually pretty good. Um, and, like... For small one-off things, it's totally fine. But then you go to Costco and you're like, wait a minute, you can buy this entire pack of prosciutto. Two packs of prosciutto. <laughs> oh, for us, it's three packs. Three packs? Okay, well, yeah. but it's eleven ninety nine for us. Yeah. Same, same, like, same for us. Come to SF Costco. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Costco. Why do you do be like that? <laughs> 
But I, I understand <laughs> why my mom is like so gung ho about Costco, and also so gung ho about buying things and saving it, because oh, like yeah. I, I always laughed off when my mom bought like extra toilet paper because she was like, inflation will make it more expensive, and yeah. I was like, you know, like we just buy it. We don't need to store it in our garage. But now Costco and toilet paper is so expensive, but it's still so good. <laughs> So yeah, we we were so buying toilet get... paper off Amazon, and now now we're back to buying Costco Amazon, quantities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it can be kind of alluring that like I don't know, just like we're getting such a good deal, blah blah. blah. But then you you also sometimes like then I'll like the I guess the flip side of that is like I'll look through fridge and like bought all these things because I thought they're such a good deal, but I haven't used them. <laughs> no, I get it. I bought these packs of frozen tortillas. You know, like. Mm-hmm. They're like fresh raw tortillas. They're not cooked yet. Oh, and those yeah, are yeah. good. But there's yep. so many tortillas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had like two of them today, and I was like, "This, this, there was a dream here, but I don't know if I'm gonna finish this dream." <laughs> so maybe I'll have the Minnesotans over, and I'll offload some tortillas onto them. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's you know that's the negative side of um, moving in with just your girlfriend. You you have less people to feed <laughs> exactly i also bought a five dollar rotisserie chicken and i was like oh, hey, hey there's a dream here but then i had the rotisserie chicken and i'm like now i have half like three <laughs> pounds of chicken meat left and i'm like i'm not really sure what i'm supposed to do with this i did introduce cat to that for the first time and she was like wait this is so good why have we not always gotten rotisserie chicken oh interesting yeah yeah no that's fair you can stock it too yeah yeah Maybe we need like a cooking segment in our podcast where like every week we come in with like one dish we made and talk about it. Can we just drink from Costco? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, just, uh, the stream is just us at Costco. Oh, shopping. I see. <laughs> That's our cooking segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. I mean, I, I'd be up for, I don't know. I'd be up for that though. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's nice to. Because it's hard to find the motivation to, like, cook new things sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, something I, I know I want to do, but it's hard to motivate, so. I've been watching these, like, YouTube videos of, like, these Japanese cart store owners. Like, mm. you know, they have, like, a cart, and they push it. And then they cook, like, all night for, like, the guys that are, like, up to, like, 3 a.m. and stuff. And I've been, like, I want to cook like them. So, like, 20 minutes ago, or, like, an hour ago, I made a dish for Rina. And I was, like, trying to do what they did. Did not mm-hmm. look like it. Yeah, did yeah. not taste like it. Oh, uh, so I w- I would be down. What well, yeah. what would you cook for ne- the next two week segment? Especially if we can get a special guest star. Oh, I don't know. Well, the thing is, like, we're all remote. I don't know. Uh, you know what could be like? Maybe it's like uh, you do something where like I don't know. We could source it from the chat or or or, or I don't know. Each of us give each other a recipe or something. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So, or, or yeah, it's like here. I'll give you my recipe to cook. That's like been my favorite. Or like I don't know, go to, and you give me yours or something like that. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. We can we can look into it. Let's see yeah, if we yeah. make that a segment. But, but then I don't know if the theme is like us trying to like make each other cook very elaborate, high high difficulty things, or just being like, here's something I think you'll actually use very regularly, or like that's yeah. No, that's a good question. Maybe it needs to be like you know how Fumi always asks like how racist are you when they're like going through people's like oh wait I want to okay wait for, okay for for con- <laughs> okay, you gotta you gotta remember that it's not just a, chat doesn't have any context 
<laughs> okay, well, for context, what Linus is talking about is <laughs> this person did like because we 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 ripped that finance segment off of like going through each other's credit cards off of another podcast. But then the what that podcast did and took it a step further was he itemized all the different categories and within eating out he itemized all the different categories of like what what ethnicity of food you're eating at so this is the slide was like is so he's just like roasting his co-host because he's yeah, like is like, he racist <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Sefi's Korean but 33% of her food she eats is Japanese yeah. <laughs> so what we got to do is like build a calculus of ethnic foods that we like and we cook for ourselves versus ethnic foods that we cook for ourselves and we end up not liking mm. like Rena and I have like a small disagreement right now going on where mung food is kind of popping off in Minnesota and it I'm is. not sure if it's my palate <laughs> oh, okay. and Rena's like you gotta keep trying you can't just not uh, give up <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because you've never had it again like ever before doesn't mean you shouldn't like Mm. But, you know, there's there's flavors you like and flavors you don't. So, <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, like, I also think, like, I haven't really given, like, a lot of Southeast Asian food the benefit of doubt. So mm. I, I I could be convinced if you assigned me some Southeast Asian food. Oh, OK. OK. So so is, is the point us trying to get each other to cook something that we're that we wouldn't do otherwise or just like this is just a good recipe and you'll use it? <laughs> I don't know. I maybe okay, it is right. like something you wouldn't do otherwise. Okay. That is Asian. It doesn't even have to be Asian, but okay. it'd be more fun if it was Asian. Yeah, I would give you my shakshuka recipe because I've been using that a lot and it's very oh, like I see. Yeah. But Hi. Right. Well, okay. we'll, we'll brainstorm right. it. As we'll in, figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll text Maybe there'll be three messages, and then Linus will text me a day before and be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was 57 minutes in, so we got a right. grand old two more minutes left of the podcast. All right. Is there uh, any, anything you want to shout out? Any last notes you want to leave us with? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to, uh, to, to Gen Z. You know what? That's fair, dude. Shout out to Gen Z. They had a tough life. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Non-coherent. It's a weird time to be a young person, you know? I'm going to shout out, uh, so I, well, one thing I want to shout out is, um, cities that have Chinatowns. Uh, I went to Chicago and then I went to So Chinatown. literally every city? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. Literally every major city. city. Huh? Oh, okay. Fair, fair. Hey, are, are, what are you saying, huh? Are you saying Minneapolis is an Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear over the sound of the West Coast elitism. <laughs> hey, I, I did have like one of my friends who was like in like Mexico City and like posted like a picture that looked like a. Ch- I was like, wait, what? I thought you were in Mexico City, and you're like, and he's like, yo, there's Chinese people everywhere, dude. <laughs> That's fair. There, there are Chinese people everywhere, even in Minnesota, oh. but. What I'm shouting out specifically is boba stores that have like a bunch of young, like teenagers <laughs> that show up and play games. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's just a vibe where like yeah, people yeah. are just there to hang out. And I was at a coffee shop yesterday and I was watching this guy invite this coffee barista to his story circle on Thursday. Uh, and story I was just circle. like, 
But we need those type of spaces, like a boba store where people can just yeah. come hang out and like play cards. So yeah. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm shouting out today. Yeah, that was a vibe. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Kat recently were like road trip through Cal Poly, and then we just like stopped around a boba store, and then it was like all college students like essentially wearing pajamas and playing like Jenga and that's awesome. and stuff. And, oh. and then the tip jar was like, "Are you ready for finals?" Yes. No. I was like, "Oh wait, this is so cute." <laughs> that's what you took away from us, Richfield Farmers Market. That's what you <laughs> took away. <laughs> we could have well, had yeah. a, a girl. <laughs> sorry what was that first you got to pet out board games and stuff in front of the <laughs> yeah oh you know okay well whatever <laughs> podcast is over we'll save it for later but going I, forward I, this podcast will be called lo-fi boba <laughs> it was never about the boba it was just about it was it's, it's it was never about the boba it was just bringing asian culture to white people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a lifestyle, you know? It's like, you know, you don't need to congregate on alcohol. You can congregate on other drinks, you know? Yeah. Lo- Lo-Fi Boba, a lifestyle brand. I do think, though, Boba is like heydays a little bit, shi- shining a little less. And I'm curious what's going to replace it. Maybe non-alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. I don't like... know. I feel like I just, I don't know. Just based on the amount of Boba shops I've seen open between the start of COVID and now, I feel like it's still doing well. I don't know. Uh, that might be her. Around here, around here. I just haven't, like, seen any new... Like, I feel like it's peaked in terms of, like... Like, you get Yifang, and you're like, wow, this is really good. But, like, what other innovation can you have to Boba? <laughs> I guess the other... Yeah, okay, okay. As a dish. Okay. Yeah, as yeah. a dish. Like, Quickly's... Like, we understood there was a higher level to Quickly's. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything <laughs> beyond that for Yifang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of the newer ones are more like Americanized and doing, mm-hmm. which just based on our tastes, I feel like you're not as into. I like Hey Tea. I I think that that's like an Asian one that should be brought to America. Okay. Rina was really sad when our boba store had to close because she was like, oh. I was going to do fresh fruit teas and like, oh. like green teas from Japan. Like we bought all this tea from Japan and stuff. Um, oh. <laughs> so those... I'm telling you, Richfield Farmers Market, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although we did apply for the Bloomington Farmers Market, so I might eat okay. my words next week. <laughs> you're like, never mind, the American dream is alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just work at something hard enough and you can achieve anything. <laughs> pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're good. Let's call it. Okay. Well, that's fun. All right. Catch you later. All right. Bye, everyone.